Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Yeah, I think number one is um, the student infrastructure is actually huge. So... There's no way for a uni to actually handle all the student needs, all right? So there is so much more in the market that is, I mean, so much more student in the market while trying to look for good accommodations, all right? So, so I mean, that is the nature of it. This is Property Investory, where we talk to successful property investors to find out more about their stories, mindset, and strategies. I'm Tyrone Shum and in this episode, we're back with Ricky Poon, Director at Pioneering Development Group, BEKL. He shares some building mishaps that you wouldn't believe featuring what resembled a bumbling circus trip and the reason why a five-year wait for a permit to build is worth the wait for everybody, whether they know it or not. When Poon came back to Australia, he was working for his father and uncle while also creating other businesses as an import and export trader. When I came back to Australia, I still can manage this business for a little bit. But then I wanted to back to like put my feet on the ground again in Australia. And I, I was talking to one of my old clients in um, when I was doing my multimedia business. Um, and he's running a, a spare part, like a automotive spare part business. So uh, and then and then that is actually literally my very first job that uh, that I actually work under someone. So I work yeah work for that that friend uh, for quite a long while and um, and for one funny uh, event when I was uh, in at Dan Murphy I was doing some wine tasting as you know I love my wine. I'm into another into another person. Um, uh, there's some communication problem between the store manager and this person, and I'm trying to help out because I'm, I'm really I'm quite a busybody, right? When I see something not right, and I think I can help, I will go in and help. It's purely a language problem back then, so I was just going there to be a translator and get things sorted, uh, and then I become friend with this person, and this person is uh, a startup developer. So, so yeah, so he got me in, and then and then yeah, that's how I actually uh, get my first taste of um, property development. Wow, that sometimes pays to be a busybody, doesn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's sort of unexpected. It's actually quite unexpected. The developer he met was working on luxury home constructions as the owner, and there were language issues between him and the builder. Enter Ricky. For me, I have got no knowledge about property, you know. So that's why when I when I told you just then, I um, I have to start off learning everything from scratch, um, and and really go to the construction sites and talk to tradies and talk to the foreman, predominantly the foreman to to tell me what's going on about this site. And I start to learn all the terms and jargon and, and then understand how they work and understand um, what is good and what is bad. All right. So that's how I started. That's why when 
uh, now, I mean, it, it's been many, many years from now already, but um, uh, uh, there are people, there are a lot of project managers and all that, they feel that, oh, how come I know so much? Right, because I was seen, I was at the very bottom to start off with. So I would say that, yes, it it, it created uh, who I am at the moment, uh, who am I now, um, but it's also quite hard for anyone to 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 copy the same way because it's it's too long. It takes very long to do that, um, and also you you have to be very patient to talk to different people, especially if you don't know anything. You try to get into like tradies and all that, right? They know that you don't know anything. You know, you, you can imagine the situations. That first development that you mentioned, that luxury house that you're building there, how did that go? It turns out well, but it it was a uh, it was also a testing ground for for me on my problem solving skill. Um, there are so many things that was unexpected, um, and and you you can either surrender and just settle it as it is, or you try yourself to fix it up. So we end up um, have to get a lot of different trades and even different builder, uh, for the final stage, because uh, when this project was start off wasn't actually start off correctly, their things hasn't been managed properly. Um, and then when when you close to finish, then you realize all the problem. Yes, yeah, then straight away you need to talk to so many people to work out a solutions to fix that because it's too late. You know you can't. You know there's many things that you cannot change. So which means you've got to be very very smart to make it work again. The problems he faced during the build were certainly unusual, but could happen to anybody. There are a few things that has been heavily impact, uh, impacted. Uh, one is was meant to be a five bedroom and then becoming a four bedroom. Reason being, uh, one of the room was done incorrectly. The wall suddenly exists out of nowhere. There's a wall, there's additional wall that created. So, uh, but luckily that still can be fixed, but we just turn it into a, a rumpus room. Uh, it still makes sense. Um, other stuff would be um, um, some Believe it or not, like the planter box was not done in a proper way, and therefore you you can see all the cracks everywhere. You know, even for a short period of time, um, and also, I mean, not only us. I think there were many many um, developers. If you are coming from an Asian background, you will try to import stuff yourself. So those items are either didn't uh, comply to the Australian standard, or just not not functional at all. Yeah, um, but there's so many, so many things happened. Um, that <laughs> numerous thing, you know. So, so bit by bit, you have to do a big sacrifice, dispose some of the items, um, but try to find an alternative and fix it. Um, you know. So yeah, it's a long journey on that. I still can't believe how people can get one room missed. I mean, how is it possible? If they had the plan, it was supposed to be a five bedroom house and they turned into a four, or was it the other way around? The plan was not coordinated properly. So there are some changes happen, and and um, this is a big lesson to learn for any new developers when they're doing houses. Uh, it's like you can't fully trust your 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 design person. Uh, you need to check it as well because it's not that the the, the design guy has done anything wrong, but it's just that uh, because if there's no one to do the coordinations, and imagine there's structural engineer, there's other stuff that go into a plan, things can somehow miscommunicated. So that's it. That's exactly what happened. So after that scenario, there's another funny construction and funny um, example that I got is there's a house that we uh, that we designed. There's one of the door actually cannot be open for whatever reason. Um, there's something blocking the door to open. So we need to we need to step up from 
just for that part so that the door can open again. <laughs> I think I would have just been just looking at this guy and just going, this is just a complete class or clown act here. <laughs> it's like, it sounds like a circus came through the door. <laughs> I was actually laughing when the builder told me that, you know what, um, there's some buildability issue because it's, this door cannot be open. How do you get to the, how do you get to your backyard? He has done six developments and he's always keen to share his experiences. I wouldn't say it's not about the scale, it's actually about the, the technical. You know, there's, there's, there's projects that I work that heavily involve the government decisions. Um, you know, so um, that can get quite political. There are a lot of um, different boxes to tick. So it's not simply saying that, yep, I'm fully compliant, therefore you get your permit and you can build. All right. So I think it's not about the, 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 the scale of it. You know, to build, to be honest, um, to do a luxury house and to do a high rise, the, the amount of effort is about the same. The amount of time is also about the same. But obviously the money is not the same. <laughs> when you say high rise, how, how many apartments or units have you have you built before in a development? High rise wise, the tallest one that it hasn't been built. It hasn't been built. Um, the highest one was meant to forty meant to be forty level. Um, but yeah, that gets stuck with the government. So um, that is also a long negotiation process. Yeah, roughly. How long does it usually take for something like this to go on as well? Too. Normally, in ideal world, you get you will expect your permit can be up in a one year or max one and a half years. But with this particular scenario, um, it has been running for five years. It's not taking off. Five years is a long time to wait for a permit. He explains the factors that have been keeping it tied up. There are some government policies. Um, it has been changing a, a little bit. Um, it's in a hot discussion all the time. But it's not uncommon because I think Melbourne has been developed so rapidly. Um, there are a lot of the old rules and laws may not apply now, right? And and if you look at Hong Kong for 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 example, you know, like if you don't really amend your law to to suit, you end up creating a, a big screen, a building screen, you know, blocking all the the light, the wind, and everything. Um, I can see where the government. I mean. Is coming from. I don't. I know why. Is why they're doing this, but at the same time, I mean, as a developer, then obviously we get impacted that way. This is just an apartment. Yeah, not not a not a not a hotel site. So the hotel site uh, is is hotel site is probably come quite late in my journey so far. So because hotel was not popular in Melbourne, um, but the reason I got into hotel is um, when I was trying to make a site more um, profitable, I was looking at different type of asset class. And I realized that hotel is something that we, you can do and not many people doing it back then. Um, that, that's how I got into it. And I just, and as soon as I got into it, it just opened up a new world. Traditionally, most developers, when they got into development, we we're talking about build to sell, right? So you build an apartment, you sell. So meaning if you want to make a big profit, the easiest way is to sell high and build low. All right, so that's that's why you do hear a lot of story that people were just complaining about developers are not having hearts and all that, right? <laughs> Which I don't understand why. Um, but in hotel, it's different because hotel is a development that a developer have to hold. So you're holding the you're holding the whole development, which means you don't actually com- you cannot really compromise on your quality, all right? Because you backfire yourself. But at the same time, hotel itself is a business. So as soon as it becoming a business then the formula will change. It's not about how much you sell for, it's about how much income is it generating and therefore um, 
it will increase its valuation because of its profit profitability. So therefore, I guess when you're dealing the hotel model, you've got to be able to ensure that there's strong serviceability through the income that you receive from the tenants. I guess you can say coming in to, to stay at the hotel, and and if we're valuing say on a commercial loan, I guess you can say is that sort of looking at the income and ensuring that the income values up the the value of the property because in a commercial they usually look at the income that helps determine the valuation of the property. That's right. That's right. So in hotel, you would be. I mean, of course, as usual, you watch your costs, your bill costs. But then at the same time, you need to understand that if you cut your cost too much, how does it make sense in terms of logistic and all that for the business to be running uh, efficiently? Because that that translate to your profit, right? Um, and 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 also it's about the durability. You don't want to keep paying for maintenance costs and all that, right? So, so you see, see, it's suddenly becoming a very complicated formula. But, but of course, because it's a prop, it's an asset with, uh, income generating uh capability, then you can expect the profit is actually much higher than when than you do a um typical apartment. I I actually more than happy to stay as a developer than the operator. <laughs> so um yeah, I always I'm actually always um invite the um the global or national brand come in and work with us. So um, so in this case here, we have a site in South Melbourne. We invited uh, Intercontinental to come in. Uh, reason being that they are the top five brand and if not probably the top two brand in the world. Um, they know what they're doing. You know, they, they understand, um, um, you know, how to, how to tackle the market well. Um, yeah, so that's the reason that we want them to be here. Coming up after the break, we hear about the difference between a traditional PBSA and Pern's visionary concept. A student PBSA is really offering something that you know a student can go in and without a lot of, so they can really focus on their study and their social, you know, um, if they wanted to. His plans to bring the more reserved international students out of their shells. Because otherwise, some people are too shy, you know, or maybe they don't have their network to connect to the right people. That's why we have it. We'll help you out. So that's that's what we're offering. He reveals the plan he has for his kids now after being in property so long changed his mind on things. A lot of people from different sectors or industry will try to say that I'll try to work hard and then I can either pay a deposit for my kid or, or simply I give a house to my kids so that they can have a much better life when they grow up. I, I was at that point before. And that's up next. I'm Taran Shum and you're listening to Property Investory. Let's be real, deals that can yield 20 to 30% per annum do exist. Don't believe me? Well, here's a story about property development I invested in Victoria. This developer had the project fully funded beforehand but he and his family suffered a loss, a circumstance that led him to be unable to proceed with the development. So, I stepped in and in two weeks, we funded the shortfall allowing for the development to continue. Five months later, the development was refinanced and we received our funds back with interest. Yes, there are amazing opportunities in the property market like this one. So, do you want to get a better return with lower risk on your money? Then register your interest by visiting propertyinvestory.com. 
Poon's development journey has been a long and fascinating one. What would you say was the pivotal moment where he realized this is what he wanted to do? I think the, the aha moment is actually, uh, which we just touched on, is actually the hotel. Because I the questions to me was like, I'm not satisfied with the current, um, current profit. What can I do to make it better? All right. So when I was, so there's no, there's, there's basically no point for you to keep driving up on the sale price. All right. I've been, I've been told to drive up the prices so that hopefully if I get lucky, then I will sell well and therefore achieve the profit. But it's too much of the risk. And as soon as I start to look into the hotel and then yes, it has a big equity exposure. It has a, it has a, a longer duration for your money to come back, but the profit is actually much higher. Um, but as soon as I see that, it was like, oh, like you, you found your gold mine, you know, like. But then when you shift, as you said, your, your, I guess, strategy to something that's very unique, like hotel building or student accommodation building, that becomes, you know, your market and you can start to dominate that. So is that sort of the kind of strategy that you've been thinking about going down the path now? The things is also quite beneficial to us as a developer is you, you can see that pre-sales has been a big topic all the time. If you don't get enough pre-sales, you don't get your financiers to support you and all that, right? But if you have a good operators in either student accommodations or, or, or hotel uh, operator, um, straight away, it met it met that 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 criteria, you know. So you take a lot of your your pressure away uh, on pre-sales. So I mean, I'm just using this software for example. So we are doing this mixed use of um, the development. And, and this development, because it has a big component of hotel, I can then comfortably telling my agent saying that I will definitely start my construction on time because I've got no pre-sales pressure at all. So yeah, that makes a big difference, which means my apartment can, can afford to sell at the right timing. My apartment can actually sell at the right specification that I want without, without being affected by other, other, other factors. He focuses on what's called PBSA in the student market, which stands for purpose-built student accommodation, something he wishes had been available when he was a student. So compared to my time when I was a student, it wasn't exist. All right. So it was like you can either share a flat or, or apartment with your friend or you go and stay in a homestay. But now PBSA is literally a hotel offering to a student you can put it that way of course you don't you don't really you don't really have that kind of room service and da 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 right not, not but but student pbsa is really offering something that you know a student can go in and without a lot of so they can really focus on their study and their social you know um if they wanted to that's important um so yeah that's what a traditional pbsa would offer but what make our offering a little bit different as well is we also care about how they can, as an overseas student, how can they how they can actually connect it to the local and becoming hundred percent Australian. All right, so we will help them on um, on how they how they should um, make friends with others, how they should um, uh, get their build that connection in the business before they graduate. You know how they write their CV. You know we offer a lot of that. Yeah, because otherwise, I mean, as a student, you can't just study. You know, when I was saying all my friends when they're still studying, I'm just saying that, you know, before you graduate, go and look for a job. All right. Build your experience first. Otherwise, once you graduate as a fresh grad, how are you going to compete with other people with experience? Right. So that is something that you need to do. All right. So this is something that I have been advising my friend 
And this kind of opinion is also quite important to offer to our students in our accommodations that for them to aware on this and and we help them, right? Because otherwise, some people are too shy, you know, or maybe they don't have their network to connect to the right people. That's right. We have it. We'll help you out. So that's, that's what we're offering. While some universities offer their own on-campus accommodation, Poon has a plan to work with them rather than compete against them. All our location will be will be really like a few minutes walk from the uni, all right. So, um, so that's number one, and that but some but that's why we will definitely talk a lot with the uh, with the university, so um, to see what sort of help we can provide. Or on the other hand, on the on the other way, we can ask them, can you can I invite your lecturer or tutor come to our building? You know, just get to know my student. You know, because my student is your student too, all right? Because we'll be dedicated to your uni only. I think number one is um, the student influx for Australia is actually huge. So there's no way for a uni to actually handle all the student needs, all right? So there is so much more in the market that is, I mean, so much more student in the market while trying to look for good accommodations, all right? So, so I mean, that is the nature of it. Um, and also the, the offering is quite different. So the, those ones who live, who live on campus, uh, really focusing on their study alone. But then those are who live off campus, they may be treasured about uh, lifestyle and, on, and freedom and all that, right? Um, and where we are, we, we sort of stand in between. Right? We are not far away from the uni. In fact, we are really, really close, but we're not in uni, all right? Plus the offering that we are trying to give, you know, that, that kind of community experience and all that. So um, that gives ourselves a different space to, to work on. Because you're building student accommodation, do you retain that within your development business or do you actually sell it out to potential landlords who want to actually achieve rental returns from this? How does that model work? We maintain it. So, so far, Beko, um will will hold on to all the assets that we created. Um, um, the only reason that we need to uh, sell, uh, sell the asset is because of the ex- equity exposure. But we are very reluctant to do it. And therefore, you can see a lot of the development that upcoming are all mixed use. So we will sell down part of the building, but not the whole building. But then on the other hand, it gives us a good uh, reason to make sure that whatever part we are selling is doing good quality because it's from part of the building. So what, what I've been telling um, either investors or buyers is like, you know what? We are not selling you anything and then we walk away. We are your neighbor. We will always be your neighbor. His method is to look at things backwards so he can figure out potential profits before starting so he can help his family in a less traditional way. I would look at the outcome and whether this outcome is what I want first and then I try to bring it backward and look at where my starting point should be. So that is actually the why. So for example, if I want to do a hotel, number one is I want to look at is whether Australia has a market for hotel, all right? How much build cost I need to 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 spend to to build that quality there, to to achieve that, and then I start to plug in all the numbers and all the know-how. Probably predominantly for my family, I'm not. Uh, I I wish I can get to a point where I got that big heart to dedicated to the community, but I'm not there yet. So <laughs> I still do a little bit as much as I can, but I think really I'm focusing more on my family. Um, so, you know, people have been, I mean, a lot of people from different sectors or industry will try to say that I'll try to work hard and then I can either pay a deposit for my kid or, or simply I give a house to my kids so that they can have a much better life when they grow up. 
uh, I was at that point before. But then as soon as I um, get into property longer and longer, uh, I do realize that um, I'd rather give an income generating asset to my kid rather than a house. Because imagine that if I give them a house and if they're not earning well, they still have to pay for the maintenance, the house get run down, you know, how, how are you going to, how can you going to survive, right? It's even worse. At the end, you sell the house. So uh, what I believe now is I'll give them an income generating asset, um, um, will be managed by someone that understands what they're doing, you know, and, and this, that, this is their protection. This is what I'm trying to pass out. He doesn't have one particular mentor or type of person he turns to for advice, but rather an assortment of people he learns from. I learn it from multiple person. Like it's a lot of person. So when I was when I was starting up, I told you I'm learning from the foreman and all that. And then after that, I learned from architects, understanding why they're doing it. And then I learned from bankers, understanding how the finance works. And after that, you would then realize that the valuation is important because that's what the banker needs. You learn from the valuer, you understand. So uh, instead of, I know that a lot of people would just simply outsource the thing to uh, all these consultants, let them do the do whatever they need to do and come back to you. And then if you don't have me, you just tell them what to do, right? Uh, but I'm actually, I'm actually the type of person that will try to understand why they give you that piece of paper. So I do learn every single bit. So I will be able to understand how this valuation was created. I will understand why this lending was given that way. You know, So all these people are actually my mentor. And that's why it allows me to to work backward. Because if you don't understand all this, you that's just impossible. Impossible for you to actually work things backward. As a social being, Poon prefers people to books but keeps up to date with news mixed with opinions. Actually, I don't read books anymore um, because I, seriously, I um, I'm actually don't have enough time to do it. Uh, most of the time, if I even I go to before I go to bed, I will actually either check my email or, or, or just return all the messages. But but what did what I enjoy and what I do highly recommend to anyone to do it is to to network with the right people. You know, so I I I, I actually learn a lot from are still learning a lot from different people at different time. All right, um, so so I hang out a lot with different developers or consultants, you know, to get my understanding on the industry, to get my understanding on their view, you know, as a financier or as a developer or whatever about the market. So that's why even though I don't read anything, my news is actually pretty updated. Uh, plus, they have their opinion, which you don't read from the books. Yeah. So um, yeah. So I rather spend a lot more time to communicate. So that's why lockdown is a problem to me because I can't. Uh, but yeah, as soon as lifted, I go out every day, every night. You know, just making sure that I meet enough people, I understand a lot, and sometimes opportunity also come in, in that discussions. Um, yeah. So that that actually has been you know serving me quite well. All right. Well, if you say you met yourself say ten years ago, um, ten years ago with Ricky Pern, what would you have said to him? I would have said that, okay, number one, take it slowly. Don't don't try, don't think that you are a genius. <laughs> You're not a genius. You're just like everyone. Um, and and but do more networking, you know, talk to more people. Don't just um, try to work within yourself. Um, try to try to listen to different people and understand why they're doing it. I still remember when I was young, I because um, there was some. There was, there was a period of time that I think the money was quite easy to earn. Um, I don't really listen to many people, so I think that was quite wrong. 
um, I won't do that anymore. So I think that is something that I would I would actually tell my oh my the younger Ricky. As for the future, Ricky, he's looking to COVID-proof the world. I, I didn't actually know where I am, you know, uh, back then, like where I was trying to do. But now that I'm a property developer for quite a bit, and I still enjoy being a developer, so I think in five years' time I'll be I'll, I will still be a developer. But I also can see that um, I, um, what I'm good at is to create a new opportunities within the property sector. So I I will be seeing that, I mean, in five years, I mean. In five years' time, I I'll be a developer of some other stuff, you know. Like I, I now I'm telling you, single combination and 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 hotel. Next thing, for example, we are looking at built to rent at the moment. So I think in the next two to three years, you will see us in built to rent sector. Uh, but in five years' time, what else will come up? I don't know yet. Right? But there's every day I'll be trying to look for some something. For example, like now it's COVID. Is there is there anything that is COVID proof that I don't get impacted? Imagine that now if I got all this hotel. Opening at the same time, and then COVID come and hit all my hotel. You know, then my income will stop. So, what is the next property that I should be investing and not affected? You know, this is something that I'm actually constantly asking myself. So, last question to you, Ricky, is that you've done so much and you've achieved so much in your development journey, and you're always growing and, and achieving uh, further more down the track. How much of it? of your success has been due to your skill, intelligence and hard work and how much of it has been due to your luck? I have to say that the luck is only a very minor bit. Like I would say that probably 5 to 10% is luck. Um, but yeah, especially in property, I think luck, you, you just no way you can rely on luck because as soon as you buy a, a site wrong, you will almost finish. <laughs> All right, it will take you 1,000% to fix it when you bought the wrong site. All right, so you cannot rely on luck. I mean, if we are luck, you bought a good site, but if you still don't know what you should develop, you you earn less, or, you, or maybe you actually don't earn anything at all, which, which is quite common in property developer. So, um, yes, I would say that the skill is extremely important than luck. Thank you to Ricky Pern, our guest on this episode of Property Investory. If you love the show, perhaps you're now ready to invest your money in a low-risk, high-return deal. If you are, then SMS me your name and email address on 0499881040 to become a lender. There are amazing opportunities in the property market right now. And I'm looking for lenders who want to invest their money for as short as six months. What are you waiting for? Don't let your money just sit in the bank. To register your interest, text me your name and email address on 0499881040.